Yo, people, what's going on? Welcome to Off The Tee, episode 5. Yeah, episode 5, and this is the first time that I'm doing it on video. And honestly, I couldn't be happier to have, you know, my man John back on the... Uh, no, this is his first time on the podcast, but I was on his podcast. So, second time we were on, I guess, recording. But, um, yeah, John, welcome. How you feeling? Thank you. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. So, yeah, Off The Tee. Yeah, off the tee, you know, right off the bat. Um, he's a goalkeeper. He's from the same town as me. Um, we didn't, unfortunately, we didn't have a chance to play with each other officially in terms of like being on the same team. But you know, over the years, we we connected, um, trained over the summers, uh, talked about you know a lot of things, you know, soccer, life. Um, and I think honestly, as much as we're not maybe not in contact as much, we always had that respect. And we can always hop on and do something like this. So, um, you know, I'm glad that you're the first person, uh, the first guest on the podcast. And <laughs> well, what a day, you know, what a day to have, you know, yeah. you on the on onto the podcast because, you know, last night was kind of crazy <laughs> to say the I least. I think crazy, that's yeah. a, that's a lack of uh, better words. But yeah, bro, what were your thoughts on uh, the three nil? Um, I mean, obviously Mexico is super, super excited to get the win there. Um, always a crazy game against Mexico. I think every time they play friendly or like any kind of game against Mexico, you know it's gonna be it's gonna be a good game. So it it was exciting, you know, seeing Pulisic score. He hasn't had really a great season for Chelsea, so to get him kind of like back in that that confidence there was was good to see. And then obviously after the 60th minute, it it took a turn for the worse. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, maybe a turn maybe could be understatement there as well. Um bro, I couldn't believe when, when I when I saw uh what was it? McKenney? Yeah. Get into that scrap and I was like yeah. I saw his jersey. His jersey all yeah. ripped up. His jersey bro, was I was crazy. like what's going on? Like yeah. what are we watching? Yeah, that, that jersey was crazy. Him walking off the field with that. Yeah. That was Yeah, crazy. then he kisses the badge like <laughs> With a torn jersey down the side, yeah, that was, yeah, that, was that was crazy. But I loved it. I, I mean, that's like, like the passion of Concacaf. You really right. see that. Exactly, bro. You know, Concacaf is also shows, you know, I guess the camaraderie with the U.S. men's national yeah. team as well. Um, yeah. And obviously, you know, years past, you know, teams were very, very close. But personally, I mean, I'm not going to speak for you, but um, this is the first time where it's like the camaraderie with the quality. It's both yeah. at the same level, and you can see it with you know with, with the results that they're churning out. Um, I think the one the one thing I took away from the game last night, uh, I thought uh, Balogun was really really good, even though he didn't score. I, you could see like in terms of like his movement, um, and also playing with the guys for the first time. I thought he really gelled well, um, and I guess credits to B.J. Callahan, the interim manager, but. Um, I thought that was a really strong debut, especially against, you know, the main rival in Mexico. Even though, would you consider them the main rivals anymore? Um, yeah, I mean, I think we've probably won the past four or five games against Mexico. So I think it may be time to find a new rival. Maybe a yeah, maybe higher caliber. boys up north. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, Canada. Yeah, they're, they're another solid squad with Davies. And yeah, they have, they have a lot of solid players there, so. Yeah, in that FIFA meta guide, what's the name? Buchanan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember when remember he was when playing he was... for. Um, I think he played for New England. Yeah, he did. Back. Yeah, and 
and he was he was just nasty on the ball. So yeah, and now he's playing in Europe. So I think he's in Europe now. Is he playing in Europe? I'm yeah, sure. I think he's in uh, what Belgium. Bel- yeah, maybe. Yeah, he's definitely in Europe for for some team. So yeah, yeah, he's a really good player. So uh, um, excited to see what he's gonna do. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Um, what were your, I mean, what other uh, takeaways do you think uh, did you come up with from last um, night? Yeah, I mean, I think it was a really, really solid win. I think that they've stayed really, really positive after the whole manager situation that they've been put in. Right. They've had three in the past six or eight months. So, you know, that can do, I mean, that's a lot of change. I mean, even though the other managers have, have worked with Greg, it's mm-hmm. still a change. So the fact that we're still getting results and we're still playing very, very well and at a high level for a national team is is really, really great to, to see. Yeah, bro, especially with, you know, in terms of like the way that the players and where they come from, you know, you got Anthony Robinson from Fulham, who they don't really play like a possessive style of, of, of uh, soccer, but, um, you know, you mix him with like a Musa, and then you mix with like McKenney, who, you know, obviously with Leeds, you understand like the way that they play as well. So it's kind of, it's kind of crazy to see how fast, you know, like I said before, how they gelled. Um, and I guess how recognizable the system is. And also another person I can shout out as well is uh, Serginho Dest. Who also had a poor season this year? Yeah. Um, did he even play club club footy after the World Cup? Um, I know he was at AC Milan. He was on loan, right? Yeah, I don't think he got many minutes though. So yeah, he he didn't really have a great club season at all. It's interesting because I mean I remember it was like a couple months ago where they had like those random friendlies for the U.S. men's national yeah. team, and that was with uh, what, Anthony Hudson at the time. Yeah. Um, he was like the only like senior player, except for maybe like Walker Zimmerman, who we can have another discussion about him. I'm not <laughs> sure if you agree with me or not, but um, I thought, I mean, he was the only person from Europe who was playing there. And I was just like, yeah, like, why isn't he getting much playing time? Because yeah. who's the right back right now for, for AC Milan? Is it Descaglio? I'm not sure. Not sure. Yeah, I don't even want, I mean. We're kind of stitching on ourselves right now. You know, <laughs> we don't have that Serie A knowledge up in yeah, here. I don't you know. watch a lot of Serie A games. <laughs> the only Serie A I watched this year was, uh, you know, the semifinal of the Champions League and obviously, <laughs> yeah. you know, the I final. But yeah. we're not going to talk about that. That's not the, the whole point about it. But, um, yeah, I mean, 3-0. Um, but obviously, what's Mexico and U.S. without any fireworks? What were your thoughts on the fans, bro? <laughs> um, it was interesting. I mean, it's always interesting when you see that Mexican game. It's it's always interesting, and I'm I'm really really surprised about how many games that the U.S. have played in Mexico that were in the U.S. and there's still a lot of Mexican fans, and they're mm-hmm. passionate too. And I mean, it's interesting. I mean, like I think the game was in Nevada this time, so it's not too far from the border. But like, there's still there's there's always like a ton of Mexican fans, no matter like, no matter where the game is. So. And they're passionate, and it's, yeah, it's the they, US they show too. up. They yeah. show up in numbers, bro. And yeah, uh, maybe it's just because it's uh, I don't know. Who knows? Because like they had last time they had the Nations League, what the final it was in Denver, yeah, and it was packed with uh, Mexican fans then. Yeah, so there's more Mexican than, than U.S. fans. Yeah, it's definitely interesting in in terms of, like the dynamic, I guess. But yeah. um, yeah, I mean, obviously, the chance. Um, that was a big, a big reason why, I mean, it was the reason why the game ended and it kind of looked like the fans were saying it on purpose because they wanted the game to end. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It was sort of weird. Yeah, it was interesting. I mean, I, I, I'm glad that they've like taken more of a step on that stuff more recently 
because I know like a while, like years back, you know, it was just like a thing. It wasn't really like taken too super seriously. So I'm glad that they've uh, taken more of a stand on it. But yeah, it's 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 interesting. I think that they were definitely frustrated. Right. I, <laughs> I, think, I think that was probably the referee's uh, only great decision of the day, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. Yeah. What were your thoughts on him, bro? What's what, what's your rating on him? <laughs> referee? I, I, yeah. I, I, it was pretty poor. I think the red cards for the U.S. were poor. <laughs> Especially, I mean, McKinney, yeah. Both of them, Jess and McKinney, I, I didn't like him. I didn't like him at all. I think, I f- yeah, no. They were no, bad. I didn't mean Awful. to put you off there. No, no, you're good. Yeah, it, it was um, bad. Poor. I thought he, the way that he set the tone of the game, it was bound to make it what it turned out to be. Yeah. Once you're yellow card happy, what's going to be the result, you know? Yeah. You, you got to be more firm in terms of, like, understanding what the occasion is, right? Understanding who the players are and not being, I guess, too emotionally involved, which I thought was the case. Um, and also, I mean, this is a sidetrack, but I thought the way that he handed out the red cards, where he was just standing there, he was just <laughs> tapping on the card. Like, like what is that going to do? Like, come on, man. <laughs> what, you Statue of Liberty, bro? Like, bro. Like, it makes, like, th- there's zero, zero authority there, and it just looked like, you know, like two rival, like, gangs who decided to play a soccer match, right? And they just said, you know what? Let's just let's just go and fight. You know what I'm saying? Let, forget yeah. it. Let's just go yeah. and scrap in. Yeah, <laughs> it's a. Uh, yeah. yeah, it takes a certain yeah. referee, referee to ref that match, that and they got it wrong yeah, with the referee decisions, like who they chose to ref the game. Yeah, I, I just don't I, think I just he don't had think a, a like control of the game from the beginning. It, it just it just wasn't great. Yeah, it was. They need to look more into like who they choose for like these kind of like rivalry games, and they need to be a really experienced guy, probably someone who's who's refereed this matchup before. Right. I mean, it's a hard match to referee. I mean, I'm not I'm not blaming on him. I mean, he probably just hasn't had that kind of game before, so yeah, it's probably new to him. Right. Exactly. And like you said, you got to take that into account. You know, there's different 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 factors into it, but yeah, Concacaf got it wrong. When are they ever right though? To be fair, that is true. That is very true. Um, but yeah, three nil, Mexico, USA is into the final. Yep. And when's that game on Sunday or Saturday? I think it's Sunday. I'm not sure. I think it's Sunday. Yeah. Okay, so a little Father's Day special. Got yep. a USA versus Canada match. Yep. Who? Do you, what's the predictions there? What, what do you think? What do you think is going to um, go down? The US have n- not done great against them. Um, I I never. We lost in World Cup qualifying against them. So I know that they're going to be a really, really tough team. Um, I haven't even, like, looked at who their squad is right now, like, like who's in mm-hmm. their squad. But I, I know it's going to be a competitive game. And I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it's going to be a one-goal game. I'm hoping it's the U.S., obviously. I want the U.S. to win. But I'm thinking it's going to be a one-goal game. I don't think it's going to be many goals in it. Yeah, I agree. And I think also, with if you take into account the red cards, right, That's true. and who got them as well, you know, you're you're replacing Serginho Dest now with with uh with DeAndre Yedlin, you know, and you're also replacing Weston McKenney with, I mean, who who fill in, into that role? I'm trying yeah. to think who else is on the U.S. roster. Um, because they didn't make a sub after. I don't think he made a sub after he got the red card. Um, but they slide Musa down to the six. They might because Musa's played a six before, and I feel like he'd probably be. I feel like you're better off having someone like with that experience as a six and right. then filling like at, at a higher position. So yeah, I think that's probably what the move will be. Or Could be, the guy yeah. From, uh, 
There's a guy from LAFC. I don't know if he's in the squad right now, but there was a guy from LAFC who, who plays in the midfield. I forget what his name is. Kellen Acosta? Yeah. I don't think he's in the squad, though. He, he, he might be. I mean, he could have been if uh, if Triple G was there, but um, we're not going to talk about him yet. But, um, yeah. The elephant in the room. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's what the emergency is, isn't it? Yeah, that's what this. That's what this podcast is. It's the emergency podcast. Yeah, I saw your tweet. I saw your tweet yesterday. So I mean, bro, I think, I think Aronson's gonna take that spot. Not the sixth spot, but the void that's there, and he's gonna yeah. probably play more advanced. Um, and I'm. I guess I'm interested to see how long he can maintain. I guess the energy in terms of how he plays because he's like one of those players where he he presses, he goes, 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 right? And that's why, you know, Leeds that's why Leeds brought him in. That's why Jesse Marsh yeah. wanted him because he brought that defensive uh defensive pressure. Um but I mean the US men's national team, they don't really play like that. Yeah, they play it's more different. like it's like slow it's not slower, but it's like more controlled if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um I agree with that. It's interesting, bro. I think I think you can do a lot of different things. You can uh, you can switch the formation. You can switch it to a two man midfield. Um, you know, you can you could do what a Balogun, Pepe, maybe partnership up top. But yeah. maybe they haven't even been training that. You know. Yeah, we'll see how. I think they'll probably keep the the same shape. I don't think that they're gonna try and change the shape, especially with national team. It's hard with like guys coming from a lot of the different tactical backgrounds. They're all coming to one team, so I think they're gonna try and keep it as the same and as like basic as they can, just because right. like this just like the circumstances of a national team. It's yeah, different than right. Football. Absolutely. Um. So yeah. Uh. You said one goal. Hopefully to the U.S. Um. What's gonna happen? My head. No, I'll start with my heart. So my heart says two 0 to U.S. But right now I can I can just see, you know. Because usually Canada does a three back system. Yeah. With the left wing back or maybe they have like a center mid that tucks out more wide. Yeah. So I can just see right now Davies and, and Tejon Buchanan just tearing yeah. it up on the right with Yedlin yeah. just gasping for air. Yeah. Um so I can see it being like a two nil, two nil to Canada. Yeah, um I could see it too. I I could definitely see Canada winning. So I guess that's BJ Callahan's uh final test. <laughs> yeah. Um and what a way to transition it, I guess. Uh, yeah. Uh, what a waste of time, to be fair. <laughs> um, yeah. The the groundbreaking announcement, you know. <laughs> let me put on the. Uh, let me put on the. Where is it at? Where is it at? Where is it at? Uh, that drum roll. There we go. There you go. <laughs> we got uh, Triple G. He is back. U.S. Yeah. Men's National Team manager. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited, and at the same time, I'm disappointed. Yeah. It's like I'm, both I'm, of I'm, us. I was being sarcastic there. I'm not excited. I'm not a big fan yeah. of Greg. I'm not going to lie. Um, I think in terms of man management, which is, I think, the most important part of being a national team manager, I think he lacks that. And I think yeah. the, the whole thing with Gio Reyna okay. and what went down there, I think that's prime example number one it should be the only example yeah. I just, i'm not sure what the pro- yeah. thought process was yeah <laughs> yeah I, um it, it, it's it's terrible and i think that 
like they wasted six months, six months and all the and money all the to money like to interview like candidates, candidates and right and and also having, also having two, two interim, interim coaches, coaches it's just it's a total just waste, a of total time. waste of time and and, and they should have found somebody else, somebody else after all that effort, all that effort. I, mean, I mean there's, there's been so there's many, so many different, different prospects of people who are going to come and the fact that i mean, I, I saw I um, patrick Vieira was one of the options i think yep. i think he'd be a good addition i mean there's just so many different coaches who are available and just just to, to bring them back until 2026 is just not the move for the u.s at all especially with it being at home and you had the opportunity to hit it out of the park you know yeah. and you said Vieira right Thierry Henry was mentioned yeah. as well yeah. you have Enrique I heard it was also mentioned yeah. Luis Enrique Somebody's uh, Jim Curtin and, and Jim Curtin's <laughs> even better than Greg Berhalter you know <laughs> I would love that like, Curtin on the national team that'd be but, great that would be great. It would be it would be kind of interesting to see. I'm gonna see how that four was it the four one two one two formation works without uh, Jose Martinez doing his uh his dumb stuff. But um, bro, I it just like why why hire the new sporting director right the former Southampton guy what's his name yeah, Matt, Matt Crocker. Crocker yeah um why hire him why have him do all that interviews and gas up this whole process right just for him to be the puppet yeah. Terrible. 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 I'm glad that um, Stewart is gone, though. I'm glad Stewart's out because he had too many contacts with with Claudio Reyna and Greg. It was it was just a whole mess. So I'm glad that that he left. And I, I'm it, it should have been Greg and him gone. Uh, yeah, it's unbelievable. I think brought him back. I saw like the ESPN thing. I I just couldn't believe it. I was like, no, no chance, no chance. Like like right before the game started too, I was like, no way, bro. I was like, are it's you terrible. serrious? It's, it's terrible. terrible. So I guess going into 2026, we're going to be seeing uh, Tim Ream. We're going to be seeing Kyle Walker, or, or not Kyle Walker. No, 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 no. Walker Zimmerman. Walker Zimmerman, yeah. Walker Zimmerman is the the fact that the he fact started, that he started all, three all three World, World Cup, Cup games, and I think he played every, every minute in the World Cup. It's just awful. I mean, can we not find anyone better? Right. And let's let's put things into perspective, right? You got a young player like like Mark McKenzie, right? Yeah, I was who, about to say Mark McKenzie, yeah. You know, he he played at the Union. You know, he left the Union so he can get the opportunity to play for the national team. And unfortunately, when he had the opportunity in the Nations League final, he kind of did mess up. Yeah, I remember that mistake. Remember that yeah, mistake. They, that giveaway in the first minute. I mean, they still won the game in overtime, but yeah, that was a huge mistake. Yeah, that was a big taint on his name. But I think he improved since then. I mean, what was it? It's been two years, three years. Yeah, that's two years. Yeah, and he's grown. Like, yeah, give the man a chance. But guess what? Yeah. I mean, oh, he... BJ Callahan did it. He yeah. chose Walker Zimmerman yeah. over um, yeah. McKenzie this year. You well, know, this is well, he, he has Greg Berhalter relations. He worked in Greg mm. Berhalter's squad. That's what I'm saying. Like all these guys leading the national team, they're all influenced by Greg because they all worked under Greg. And I'm sure Greg's probably making phone calls. I'm sure he's had some phone calls with, with Anthony Hudson when he, when he was managing and now with, with BJ. I'm, I'm sure he's, he's, sure he's, 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 he's talked, to talked to them, especially, especially yesterday, yesterday since he knew that he was, he was, that he was coming back. So, yeah, I think Mark McKenzie is the most underrated player who has not gotten minutes for the national. He is small, though. Yeah, he is. He's a small center back. I think he's like 5'10", 5'9", 5'10". He reminds me of Alessandro uh, Martinez, Martinez over at uh, Man U. Mm. He's, also, he's also small. And he's a good player. And, and so. it's also, in terms of how he plays as well, 
the the possessive uh, possessive style of, of of footy over there. Um, yeah, that's definitely a great comparison, bro. I didn't even think yeah. about it like that. Yeah, um, just just now, I was like, yeah, Sandro Martinez, yeah, there, yeah, really nah, players. Think on your feet, okay, bro, okay. Um, but I guess who do you think can? I guess now we're looking like now next next three years outlook. Who do you think could break into the team? You know. Because now you gotta keep in into fact. It looks like there's like this hidden quota, uh, this hidden MLS quota. Every time the U.S. men's national team plays with Greg Berhalter, there has to be like a certain amount of MLS guys. It seems like you know. We gotta have Jesus one MLS Ferreira. starter. We'll have one MLS starter in every eleven. It's gotta have at it's, least it's, one. It's stupid. Like it's I don't understand really. why. That's well, why does he do that? Why does he keep doing that? Uh, yeah, especially Ferreira. Jesus Ferreira does not deserve to be in the national team. He's just not not good enough. I mean, yeah. I'd rather have Pepe over Ferreira, honestly. Right. Pepe's not bad. I mean, I respect Pepe. I mean, he's doing his thing out in Europe. I mean, he's he's a solid guy. I don't think he should be a starter, but I, mean, I think he's like a solid, you know, come off the bench, 70th minute kind of guy. Yep. Brings energy, you know. Exactly. They call yeah. him, I mean, what's his nickname? The Choo Choo? Choo Choo Train? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I mean, obviously, he's a tall, he's a taller striker. Maybe not physically um, like a Haji Wright. Uh, per se, yeah. but um, but yeah, I thought that I thought that decision was criminal. I thought that should have been the, the, the decision to not bring him back, you know. Remember, but I guess that wasn't qualifying. enough. I remember, in World Cup qualifying, he um, he had uh, Josh Zardis from um, from Columbus Crew, I think, or National, I forget where he's from. <laughs> I'm like, how, how does he fit I, in the national team? Like, like, like he, he's like not he's even an MLS, MLS all star, he's like average MLS striker. striker. I, don't I don't know, right? Greg just, Greg just pulls guys from, from, from nowhere, <laughs> right? I don't know. It, it, it's in like Shaq Moore, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> when's the last time you heard that name, bro? <laughs> he played two in and more cup qualifying, yeah, <laughs> as a sub. I was like, yo, what is going on? <laughs> but, I mean, in terms of, I guess, the talent pool, and I guess trying to fast forward and think about who's going to develop where, um, obviously, Paxton Aronson, that's a name that pops up in my mind. Um, who else? You got... Um, Jeez, why am I going blank on, on American young talents? I'm trying to think of like the U20 team, but a lot of them right. probably wouldn't play for the national team. Like like um Jack McGlynn, I feel like he's not at the level. A lot right. of the U20s aren't at the level. Um, Cade Cow, he's pretty good. He's from um Colorado Rapids, I think. One of the yeah. one of those teams. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, he impressed me. Um, yeah, in the last game, and he played against the Union too. No, he's from San Jose. That's where he's from. He's from San Jose. Yep. Because he played against the Union like the other week, and and he he impressed. He scored. He got an assist. So and they mm. beat the they beat the Union. So yeah, he's he could definitely appear. I, I know he appeared in a national team camp. Uh, I don't know which one it was. Maybe in the January camp. I'm not sure. But yeah, the U.S. Yeah, has I think, a lot right. of I think he was. Yeah, I think he was in the January camp. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the way I mean, just from watching, I guess MLS games as well, and. Uh, how he performed against I forgot who they played in, in January, like you said, but um bro, he's like he's fast and he's also pretty yeah. pretty strong yeah. as well. Yeah, and how yeah, old is he? Big. He well he was in the under twenty, so he's gotta be twenty or nineteen. So yeah, I mean <laughs> in the World Cup cycle he'll be that's he'll be twenty three. So that's like yep. yeah. If he 
he grows, develops, goes to Europe, maybe. Uh, yeah, he could be a top talent. Um, the yeah, guy bro. from NYCFC too. Um, their midfielder. Um, he went to Europe last season. Um, I forget his name. Uh, James Sims. Um, He's yeah. their captain now. Yeah, he went to Europe for a year. He played somewhere. I forget. Rangers. Rangers. Yeah, and yeah, he went to Rangers. Yeah. He's pretty. Played, good too. I mean, I don't think he played in the Europa League final, but he was. I think it's part of that team, though. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was in the squad there, and now he's back in the MLS, captaining NYCFC, and and he's I think twenty one, twenty two. So I mean, a lot of these guys are really, really young. They can bring a lot of talent to to the team. So, and I guess also to bring up uh, as a factor as well is you got to think also with Messi coming in to MLS as well. Who knows who he brings over as well in terms of talent. You know, it may not be old heads per se. It could be like younger guys as well who, you know, want to, I guess, play not obviously a lower uh, lower level than Europe, but to get consistent playing time and to see a league that's constantly trying to grow and uh, and I guess look towards the future. Yeah. Um, it's definitely interesting to see how that's going to uh, play a role as well. Yeah, I mean, even um, the guy from DC United who came from uh, Crystal Palace. Um, yeah, Benteke. Benteke, yeah, Benteke, yeah. I mean, even him coming over, I mean, that was like a more of a yeah, like, like a shock to me. Yeah, so I mean, they're yeah, getting I heard like Lingard's on guys. the way as well. Yeah. So we'll um, see. There's so many, so many guys that are, that are coming to MLS. So yeah, we'll see. I think in the so, next five years, MLS will be a better league. I wouldn't say a good league, but I'd say you know it's progressing. Because five years ago, it wasn't where it is now. So I'm hoping Absolutely. in five years that it'll be at you know a respectable, respectable level where it's not like, not like this trash league. It'll be more respectable compared to like right. like Syria, La Liga, Premier League. Yeah, so we'll see. Yeah, we will see. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Where, I don't know what else to say. Um, I guess we already talked about the game. You know, we already ran ran through our thoughts on Triple G. In the thoughts on to the future, um, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I, is there anything else on your mind in terms of um, uh, Triple G? No, I think I, I think I've expressed my disappointment. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's I think, uh, yeah, it's definitely a, a Debbie Downer to, uh, to say the least. Yeah, um, it's a blow. Thought that we definitely off. a blow, but. I think, I mean, unless FIFA does some corrupt stuff, but as per <laughs> usual, you know, maybe, uh, I don't know, whoever the president at the time may be, I don't know, Ron DeSantis, Joe Biden, <laughs> sign him a couple hundreds, I don't know, somebody. Um, maybe we can get a World Cup, but um, I don't know. I think what's going to save their bacon is also, isn't that new World Cup format coming in 2026? I think so. I think so. Like, there's like so, 36 teams, I think, now. Yep, so it's going to be about three three teams in a group. Yeah. And it's going to be probably a more uh more sporadic range of like quality uh yeah. per se. So um Yeah, I I don't know. I just feel like it's going to be it's yeah. going to be an interesting thing to see. I feel like, I feel like Americans, Americans will like passion like, soccer supporters were like really really like looking really, like, towards, like, this. towards this and then and now, now it's like now he's like, back he's and now we're like, like oh, it's just more of the same. It's like Yep. But, uh, it's like I'm a hamster hoping... wheel. <laughs> yeah. 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 We'll see, though. I'm, I'm hoping for better results in the next three years. Hoping well, to I mean, get... We got Copa America coming up, right? So we I do. guess that's a great litmus test. Yeah. 
Um, and is that in America as well, or is that somewhere else? Um, I think it is in America. I'm pretty sure it is. Okay. So yeah. that, that's like the test run for the World Cup, I guess? Uh, yeah, yeah. Hopefully some of those games are close, like in the Lincoln Financial Field, or like they'll, they'll choose some some venues that are like around us. Right. Um, yeah, and hopefully Messi will still be playing for Argentina as well. Um, I don't think he will be, but we'll see. Yeah, exactly. I think we'll try see. and dip out, dip out on the World Cup win. I don't think he wants to leave on a, on a bad note. Yeah, you're right. I mean, and end your international career, per se, on top of the world. Yeah, exactly. Literally. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it makes sense, you know. Why not? Why not ride into the into the Miami sunset, you know? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that's I think that could wrap it up. Um, yep. Yeah, Triple G, he's he's back. Yes. He's back. But the U.S. men's national team, they're good. The players are good. You know, the energy looks looks high. Yeah, um, fantastic. I know. Well, what did Pulisic say also? I think he said a statement about the, the hiring of him as well. He did? Oh, I didn't see the statement yet. Oh, like, man, what did he say? Is. I'm sure he should oh. keep it class. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, he is a captain of the country for sure, but... Um, Not in the last World Cup. I'm hoping yeah, Tyler Adams. Tyler Adams, yeah. Who's, I mean, fantastic player. And he's not even in the camp because of injuries as yeah. well. So, yeah, you're right. That's one player. That's a big piece. But It is a big piece. Um, yeah, that's going to wrap it up for, for the Emergency Podcast, um, Episode 5. John, thank you uh, for hopping on, you know. Of course, yeah. I know you're, you're a busy man as per, you know, getting ready for your first college season. Yep, I'm excited for it. And, yeah, um, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, make sure you follow my man John on the socials. Make sure you pop out uh, into his uh his Everything Soccer uh podcast as well. He's starting that back up. Um, yeah. and he already has one season down. Took a little hiatus, but guess what? He's back. Yep, I'm back. back. Going to have a professional yeah, player on the player podcast on the in a couple podcast. weeks. So there you go. Not gonna save you see minutes, what I'm saying? But... <laughs> bro, that's what I'm saying. Like, hey, tune into his podcast. You know, special guest. You never know. Um, drop the app, bro. What's the app? Uh, my app or my app? the podcast app? Both. You can drop both. My app on Instagram, Jonathan Martin, and then the podcast is Everything Soccer Podcast. So, tune in. We're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. There you go. So yeah, support my man's because once again, he's bringing on some good people. And he's going to do some great things, not only on the soccer field, because he's going into a very good institution. I'm not sure if you want to publicly estate that or not, but. <laughs> yeah, go um, on to the Stevens Institute of Technology up in up in North Jersey. So really excited for that. Final four last season, hoping to, to go all the way this season. We have a lot of our guys coming back. So really excited for that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, hopefully I can pop out to some games as well, because, um, one thing I'm trying to do, especially now that I'm I'm not playing soccer anymore, um, I'm trying to get onto the film side of things, you know, filming games, things like that. So, um, yeah, why not support, you know, you over up in Stevens, you know, Amir over in, in Rowan. Yeah. Um, yeah, and go support the boys, you know, on the D3 scenes. Um, so, yeah, support my mans over at his, uh, on his socials and also at, at, on uh, Spotify and Apple, Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, uh, TJ Scott underscore underscore. 
Uh, you can also follow the podcast page on Twitter as well. Uh, TJ Scott, nineteen twenty three. Um, and yeah, I mean, just look out for for some good content coming coming your way. All right, guys. Peace. See ya.